when it comes to, as you said, negotiators, yeah, they have to say things that I personally, as a human, feel like I don't have that control not to mm-hmm. lie like that, yes. almost, to, to gain the trust of mm-hmm. just to make the outcome calmer or easy yeah. outcome. Those are very strong people, and your dad's extremely strong to have acknowledged that. Yeah. Like, I need to speak to him this way just to diffuse the situation. Yeah, my dad is brilliant. He's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And he he convinced me, too, that uh, even though we were surrounded by about 20 police officers, that all these police officers were going to just put their guns down and let my mom and dad, <laughs> who are in their 60s or 70s, go mm-hmm. up to this house by themselves unarmed and yeah. pick up the baby. <laughs> but I was on board. So I was like, okay, okay, dad, we're, we're, that's the plan. I'll, I'll go to the hospital. You, you go get the baby and then we'll meet back up at your house. And he said, okay, get, get in the ambulance. And I, I got in the ambulance and, um, after uh, it was said and done, and I read the final transcripts, what actually happened was the um, uh, the police went to my house, and they knocked on the door, and my ex-husband called my father back and said, you tricked me you lied to me there's a police officer at my door i have a gun it's loaded and i will shoot every one of them before uh, i open the door and my dad said they just want the baby you can put her on the front porch you can put her out the window you can put her in the barn you can they won't come near you they, they just want you to put the baby outside. And he said, I will shoot every cop before I do that. And in saying those words, he could have had the baby killed. Because at that moment, when he said that word, the SWAT team was initiated. And because so- he threatened the lives of those officers. Correct. And he's already tried to kill you. Correct. So he has a history. Correct. <laughs> So my dad, um, I, there was nothing he could do at that point. He, his heart was in his throat thinking that the baby could get shot in some crossfire here. He didn't know if they were going to, you know, they had sharpshooters yeah. everywhere. They didn't know uh, if they were going to just take him out. But thank God he uh, thought twice and he came to the door with his hands on his head and got down on his knees and they took him in to custody. Um, so the police allowed my father to go over to the cop car and speak to my ex-husband. And he said to him, he said, you know, the baby is is still here in the house and Jennifer will be returning to the house. Can you let me know where the gun is? Is it in in a safe or in a place where the baby cannot get to it, yeah. where she can't reach it? And he refused to tell him. He said, 
good luck finding it. And uh, that was the last time we saw him until we went to court. But um, I have a lot of gratitude for uh, my life <laughs> that I survived, that yeah. the baby was completely unharmed. Um, she's well. Uh, I am most grateful for the woman in the truck. I don't know her name. I don't know who she is. I, like I said, if she comes across this or sees this, I would love to thank her personally, give her some kind of trophy. <laughs> She's truly a lifesaver. Um, grateful for all the people that helped me afterwards to get back on my feet. Um, for those of you that are wondering, he is uh, serving 15 years in uh, prison. So he uh, is got getting his punishment. I do have lifetime injunction against him, so what does that mean? a lifetime injunction means that he can never come near me again for the rest of my life. He cannot come within 500 feet of me or my daughter for okay. the rest of our lives. That's good. Yeah, I have 100% custody of her. Um, the judge actually wrote on the injunction that if he were to encounter us and take the baby from me that the police are allowed to use deadly force to she get her back. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, I'm just very, very grateful for my child and we have our lives and we're together and living a good life. And we do, we do get asked a lot of, a lot of questions about it and I don't mind talking about it but one one thing we were mm -hmm. touching on a little bit is uh, when people give their their feedback their comments about what I could have done or what I should have done differently um, that gets a little irritating sometimes yeah <laughs> It is, and that's my hope that, and I think we were talking about this in a different episode too, women tearing each other down kind of, mm -hmm. that is a teardown in a sense. Like, mm -hmm. what you did wasn't good enough, Jennifer. Right. You should have done this. No, I mean, in a moment like that, we react with our instincts, and we are animals as humans, you know? So I think your instincts were on point, and I think that woman from the truck was it your guardian angel oh definitely i think your dad is your guardian angel because all of that came together in a way that can't work through that. the trauma what i heard in your story was you had people supporting you then in that moment mm -hmm. they stopped you from having to make those um immediate decisions and they kind of came in to really just lift you up and support you and get your daughter back yeah, yeah. what's crazy to i don't need your opinion i think not that anyone's asking me i think you did amazing like i don't know if i could have done what you did yeah. you you had the mm -hmm. foresight to say okay i'm gonna have my my camera phone or my phone put it underneath the carrier who thinks of that i mean you weren't mm -hmm. even thinking this madman is 
streaming down the highway going, I don't know how fast. 120. 120. You crawl in the back seat and are going to risk your life for your child. Try to put like almost like a human shield and then put the phone underneath it. You weren't even thinking about yourself. To me, you're amazing. And even after this person, almost said a bad word, person pushes you out of a car and tries to have you commit suicide, which doesn't make any sense. How can you push someone out there to deny suicide? You're still like, where's my child? I put the phone in there. Where is she? You're still trying to make sure your kid, your child's okay. Mm-hmm. What could you have done differently? I mean, what you did was amazing. Thank you. His uh, his first interview, uh, I I got to read all all the transcripts. And his first interview, he said that we were um, we were leaving a party and we were arguing in the car. So he pulled the car over on two seventy five so that we could step outside so the baby wouldn't hear us arguing. And I was so distraught that we were fighting. I jumped in front of a truck because I didn't want to live anymore. That was his story. Oh, really? And and then he was confronted with the 911 tapes and his story went out the window. <laughs> Thank God for cell phones. But again, going back to some idiot that would say that I would have done it differently. You thought to put that and you weren't even thinking yeah. I'll need this in court. No. Because even when your dad was with you, you were just like, okay, I'm going to go get my baby. We'll go sit down and talk. You weren't even thinking about leaving him. No, I was... You were You were still like, okay, we're going to get this fixed up. It's going to be fine. No, I was thinking when the I was talking to 911 and the car was slowing down and you can hear me on the tape saying, he's going to kill me now. You have to find the baby. You have to find her. And I thought... I put it under there so they could track the phone. Brilliant. Who thinks of that? That's amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who are these crazy Same. people? Saying, I'm sorry. I, I should move on from that. Me. But I, mean, I feel all your emotions. I'm trying to control it. <laughs> it, uh, it doesn't make any sense. I. That's why I don't. They say that people that are like this, your ex-husband, that there's something, there's a chemical imbalance, or there's a mental imbalance, or there's something. To me, they made choices. You made a choice. I'm not going to blame someone who has um, a mental imbalance or a, a, something that's going on in their head. He made a choice. He made active choices to keep putting you in that situation, to keep putting his hands on you. Yeah. To me, you're not crazy. You're crazy for doing that. The crazy didn't make you do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I hate it when people say, oh, I'm going to plead insanity or I watch these shows. I'm like, you weren't insane. You knew exactly what you were doing. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the first time he put you in danger or tried to hurt you. Right. It was a choice. Right. And we weren't even fighting that night. He, he was uh, <clears throat> he was upset because I had, uh, we were while we were at the party, mm-hmm. I was putting gifts in carrying gifts out from the party and putting them in the car. Mm -hmm. And I put the keys in the trunk and I, I shut it and I locked the keys in the car. Okay. And so I called AAA to come unlock the car. And so we just got stuck at the party a little bit longer than we had to. And then when we got in the car, um, so while we stayed at the party, he was fine. He was, laughing and dancing and 
playing with the kids. And then as soon as we got in the car, the second we got on to the 275 road, he started driving faster and faster. And I, I looked over at him and I said, I said, um, you're doing 90. And then he goes, oh, yeah, now now I'm doing 100. You want, want to see me go faster? And I said, the baby's in the car. And he said, I know the baby's in the car. And then he said, um, you've ruined the whole night. You locked the keys in the car. How stupid can you be? And I, I had no idea he was even mad about it. And just uh, escalated from there, bringing up everything I'd ever done wrong in my life. And then when I, he, when I saw it go up to 120, that's when I undid my seatbelt and climbed into the back because I have no idea what set him off so bad because he was in a perfect mood when we left. He was in a good mood and something just snapped when he got in that car. No idea what it was. No, but I, I, I still don't believe in the insanity plea when they say, oh, he was insane. But he he's done it before. In, he wasn't insane. They make those yeah. choices. He made that choice. Yeah. No, he he had a good job. He held down a job. He went to work every day. He mm-hmm. never hit his boss. He never hit any of his friends. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. He, he knew how to behave in social settings. Mm-hmm. He didn't talk badly to anyone at the party. Mm-hmm. Didn't act that way in front of my family and my mm-hmm. friends that night. And your family and friends, they didn't know that you were being abused at home for... How long has this been going on before this happened in 2017? Uh, we were together for 13 years. We were married for four years. It happened... Um, it first happened when we first got together uh, back in like 2001 and I broke up with him right away yeah. and um, he did the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. literally lasted about seven years okay explain so in domestic violence there's something called the honeymoon phase which i did not know jennifer explained this to me yeah we talked about this before you came on yes. the show and please explain the honeymoon phase yes so uh so there's a, a calm phase then there's the like the boiling point where they start to get angry so um yeah for seven years he would wait outside my job have roses every day Swear, swore to me it was an isolated incident. It was because he was drunk, uh, that it would never happen again, never happen again. He convinced me uh, beyond the shadow of a doubt that it would never happen again. And I believed him, and we got back together, got married. Um, I got pregnant, and uh, it was our one-year anniversary and um, the Patriots were playing, and I had football. made yeah football game. He was a Patriots fan, probably still is. Uh, and I had made us a nice dinner for our anniversary. And uh, no, I wasn't pregnant because I remember the baby was in her crib. 
she was she was uh, like a newborn uh, and um, I thought everything was normal and I just said oh dinner's ready dinner's on the table and I clicked off the TV mm-hmm. huge mistake <laughs> I didn't know that wasn't allowed and um, he got up off the couch and walked over to me and I was by the front door and um, I had the door open but the screen door closed and um, he was walking towards me and he put his hands up like this and I thought he was going to give me a hug Mm -hmm. but instead he pushed me and he pushed me through the door, through the screen door, breaking the door and pushed me onto the front porch and I fell on the porch and I would had a c-section and I remember laying on the porch and he came through the door and I thought he was gonna be like you know I'm so sorry are you okay and help me up but instead he held his fist up over me and I remember holding my hands up and I said I just had surgery you're gonna kill me you're gonna kill me and um, and he just said you know you don't don't you ever don't you ever touch that remote again. Don't you ever turn off a football game again. And I just said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he went back inside and he shut the door and locked it and um, left me outside and I slept in the car. What? (laughs) Yeah. And um, because of where I worked, uh, I'd rather not say, but I uh, didn't feel I could go to anybody and I didn't feel I could say anything. And then of course, the next day, the honeymoon phase started over again with, I'm so sorry, I can't believe I did that to you, I'll never do that again. Um, I did call his parents. Yeah. And I told them what he did. What what did they say? His mother said, what did you do to make him so angry? Um, Is she being abused by the father? She was single at the time, but she was just not very bright. Um, I feel that says, this speaks a lot to me, because she knew his anger. Yes. That is... She, if that's she the knew. first thing you say, yes. she knew his capability. Yeah, she knew. She, she knew. Yeah, I found out later on after after everything had happened and he was in jail. I asked her flat out. I said, did he ever put his hands on you? And she said, yes. Wait a minute. So she couldn't save herself and she was unwilling to save you instead of, oh my goodness. After he was in jail, she asked me multiple times to get back together with him, to support him, to speak to the judge, to see. Well, that is her baby. No. Uh, I, I could see my, I'm not going to like, if my son did something terrible, I could see myself trying to better his life because that's my mother instinct. Do I know it's not right? Yes, I know. But we always want the best for our children, no yeah. matter what their choices are. You know, yeah. I, you know, I see why. Don't agree with it, but I'm not going to judge it. I, I, I'm going to judge it. No, <laughs> just no. You can judge me later because I don't know. No, we're, we're not going to. My daughter judgment. kills lizards. <laughs> it's a lizard. It's not a human. I'm like, oh no. We're not going to judge. <laughs> I, 
We're not going to confess it. That, that, that out there. she kills him, though. We're not putting that out there. She's like, oh, I want to love you. You know, squish. But she... I understand loving your child and wanting to be there for your child. But that kind of thing? No. Yeah. Just no. I never went to my parents, though, because I knew I knew my dad would just kill him. Yes. Not kill him, but I knew yeah. my dad would remove me yes. from the situation yes. immediately. And I... I didn't want that. I had a baby now. Like, yeah. I, I didn't have a baby until I was 39 years old. I didn't get married till I was 39 years old. Yeah. I I wanted it to work so badly. I, and I just kept thinking, well, okay, I, I, I shouldn't have turned off the game. And, and it had been so long. Yeah. Like, I, I just thought I, like I, I awoken the beast. I, I did it. You know, I, I kept blaming yeah. myself. But you were being, you were groomed. Yeah. It's that grooming phase, like they say, and people were sexually assaulted. Yeah. Or children that are sexually assaulted for years, and the same thing with domestic violence. You were groomed. Yeah. For a period of time. Oh, I'm so sorry. It won't happen again. And then it doesn't. And then it does it again. And then he stops. And then he does it again. And he stops until eventually they, yeah. you either leave or they kill you. There's no other option. Yeah. But that also, to me, speaks about your character. Because I think, you know, I think you're amazing. You're kind, you're intelligent, you're smart, you're composed. In that moment, even though you as an intelligent woman was like, wow, I turned off the TV. That should not get the response it got, right? It just makes no sense. But you still had the compassion to say, okay. How do I prevent this from happening again? Because you wanted it to work. You know what I mean? I did. That speaks volumes. He was so lucky to have you, and I'm sad he didn't realize it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he never, um, to this day, he hasn't t- um, taken accountability. At he's never said he's sorry. Never. He truly repented he's of his ne- sin. I don't think he ever will. No, I don't no. think he will either. No, no. And it it just got worse after the anniversary thing because because I did stay. It was and that was my fault. That was my fault for staying because I basically when he did that that night, me saying, oh, well, I shouldn't have turned off the TV. That was me telling him, oh, that. That's fine. I turn off the TV. You you throw me through a door. That's that's okay. I'm still here. I'm still gonna get up and make your breakfast and fix your lunch for work. And then when you get home, dinner will be waiting and your clothes will be clean. And uh, so I I enabled him. I I stayed. But on average, it they say it takes a woman uh, leaving. Like I think nine times before she finally leaves for good. Yeah. I never left. I never left, and then I never had plans on leaving. And and he had gotten violent with me uh, a few more times after that. And I I threatened. Yeah. I threatened to leave all the time, but I never meant it. I didn't want to break up my family yeah. because I knew I knew for a fact an absolute fact that if I divorced him, he would be alone with that baby every weekend, every other weekend. And I couldn't do that. 
there's no way I could get through a weekend knowing that he had her by herself mm-hmm. because he was he he wasn't violent towards her or mean towards her he was negligent oh. he would do things like um leave her on the couch before she was a crawler oh. <laughs> where she could just roll over and fall off i um I had, uh, like, when I was working, even if he was home, I paid a babysitter. Yeah. He he could not be, he wasn't capable of caring for her. Or if he was capable, he wouldn't let me know it because right. he didn't want to. Right. So. I just saw something recently. Um, they labeled that behavior where you purposely do something wrong so you don't have to do it again. Laziness. That's not narcissism. I don't know what it is. No, it's, um, oh God, it will come to me. It's, it, it was a very unique way of saying it. I'm like, oh, wow. But yeah, I, I hear, I hear your story about how he abused you in so many ways. It's not just the physical, yeah, it's mental. mental and emotional abuse that he mm-hmm. put through you. Cause you as a mother, to have made a baby with your lifetime partner, mm-hmm. to not be able to trust them, that mm-hmm. speaks volumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you sacrificed your safety and your happiness even yeah. for protecting your child. Yeah. So you're 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 an angel. No. I'm sorry, you make me cry. Oh, no. I can't even look at you, Jennifer. <laughs> I can't. No. And that's oh, a thing. girl. That's a thing like I wanna say normal relationships. Someone in a normal or non abusive let's say non abusive relationship will say, Why didn't you leave? And you could have stuck up for yourself or you could have defended yourself or you could have shot him in self defense or you could have gone to your dad who's an attorney and could help you leave. You don't know no. what you're going to do in those situations. I would have been throwing the child into the fire. Yeah. And people are like, Well, you could have gotten custody, full custody. You no. don't know that. Mm-hmm. No. You don't know how the law is going to work or the court system is going to work. And again, going back and trying to judge someone for their situation by your eyes or what you think is going to happen, you don't know. So stop. Just just, just stop. <laughs> you're not making it better for her. And you're not giving her good advice. Just, just stop. 